Welcome everyone to Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca, and on today's episode, I'm going to be covering Southeast First Uncharted Territory, Season 4, Episode 7. This event took place on June 20th in Tennessee, and I'm going to be covering over all nine matches, give my thoughts, my opinions on what I liked, what I disliked. Uh, there's one really damn good match on this show, and there was one match that just left me embarrassed to even be watching wrestling. So, up and down, all around, I'll be covering it all, as I always do, every weekend on the Fight Game Media Network. And I actually wasn't really going to be covering this event originally scheduled. I was going to do something a little different. I was going to review some hidden gem matches that I really like that uh, that I thought like a lot of the fans would like to see. And and I record that early. I record actually Monday night, after, at, right after actually Gary Gonzalez and I recorded our Raw 1998 Raw review show, which is on our Fight Game Media Plus Patreon, $5 a month. Please subscribe. You're gonna love it. We have a lot of great content on there. We have we have it all covered from boxing, MMA, pro wrestling. We have we cover impact. We cover there's a dynamite, a special dynamite show on there. We have uh Justin Nipper and Fumi Saido covering Japanese wrestling and the history of Japanese wrestling. And as I mentioned, our raw 1998 review. Um We've been going week by week, every Monday, covering the craziest that was 1998 Attitude Area WWE, and we're leading right into this weekend, what we're going to be reviewing, or actually on Monday, drops on Tuesday next week, we're going to be we're going to be covering King of the Ring 1998, yes, the, the Mankind versus Undertaker, um, Hell in a Cell, plus Steve Austin versus Kane, Hell in a Cell. And we're also going to be covering the Raw that followed that. So it's a big mega show next Tuesday. So you'll want to subscribe. Garrett and Gonzalez and I really have a lot of fun covering those events. And also, we you know, we dive deep in what's been going on backstage. You know, we got a, we got our connection, our good friend Dave Meltzer. He, you know, if there's something that we want to dive a little more deeper in, we'll ask him and, and we'll, we'll bring it to you. So um, I hope you guys check out. Fight Game Media Plus, Patreon, $5 a month. Again, not a big investment. Give us a shot. Just you know, maybe one day, just set aside that Starbucks coffee and and give us a shot for a month. I think you're really going to enjoy the content that we bring. Now, again, I had this show, Hidden Gems show. It was going to cover two matches. I, get, I recorded it on Monday and... When it was do- when I was done, I just wasn't happy with it. I just, you know, uh, this past weekend, I just don't talk too much personal stuff. But this past weekend, you know, I aggravated or probably it happened before that my spinal stenosis, my cervical spinal stenosis in my neck. So I've been having issues, um, especially with my right side, getting numbness down my arm, and usually it's my my left arm, but now it's my right, and I've been just going back and forth about surgery my doctor actually my old doctor i changed the doctors unfortunately because my insurance changed 
at my company and uh, my old doctor though and a lot of other doctors have recommended like don't get the neck surgery unless you really really need it or it's unbearable to live with it but if you can function you know just best not to get the surgery so when you know um if it's tolerable pain you know it's not it's it's there's no reason to get surgery um but i've been debating that for a very long time um i've been working hard i, I have traction traction devices here and stretches that i do so i've been hitting that hard and um that's been helping out a lot though i still every certain movements i could get uh numbness in my right arm it just it's kind of just like pins and needles real quick and it goes away it just a real annoying feeling and a painful feeling it's just but just it's it's a reminder that it's there and i, I had this issue and you know i got three little ones i think about the future all the time and i, I you know i want to be able to be there for him and 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 sometimes you know i feel bad because my neck my back hurts so much i feel like i just can't you know i just can't spring up and do something i don't know it just it just really bothers. so that was the height of it on that monday when i recorded and i just felt like you know what this show is not that good i don't want to put it out there maybe i will record it's in the can but maybe i'll listen back I usually don't listen back to my shows. Maybe I should, but I don't. And maybe I'll listen back and see if it's good or send it to someone who says it's good. And maybe I'll put it out there. But So I decided to pivot and I was uh, scrolling on IWTV, seeing what events would be uh, good to cover for the Take It Home podcast. And I saw Southeast first and I saw on the graphic, it was, um, it was Jonathan Gresham and... He was facing a, a young man named Jaden Newman, who I saw once on the action uh, card, which I believe they're, this is Southeast First Action or part of the same company or sister companies or something like that. Um, so I decided to cover that. Plus, I saw uh, 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 Zach Mundy on Twitter. He, uh, you know, a big wrestling fan, watches a lot of indie wrestling, goes to West Coast Pro all the time, front row, has been to APW events, and, you know, he was watching it and sharing his thoughts on Twitter about it, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. Sounds like an interesting card, I see he, he, he posts the Alc prices on the show, and of course, I've, you know, I've said many times on this Take It On podcast that I really like young Alec Price, I think he's a... a, a a top future talent and so i'm like okay i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it. i'm gonna review the show so let's get right into it let's 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 there's nine matches this event was like two and a half hours they probably could have done with you know actually seven matches would have been good there's one match that should have been just if i can get that uh uh men in black uh what is that mind wipe thing i would use it because I just wasted so much time watching this match, and it was just an embarrassing, embarrassing performance by all, all six people involved. And uh, and uh, one person I really like that's in the match, and I'll talk about, I'll talk about that as when we get to that match. Uh, but match number one was Tank uh, with the Reverend. He pinned Rip Bison with a Saito Suplex. Um, Tank was a replacement for uh, JB Black, who was, uh, who was. Uh, I believe he was injured, so Tank replaced him. And you know, this match was interesting. I, you know, Tank's an old veteran from Georgia, uh, big. Well, he's not 400 pounds anymore, but he looks—he still looks 300 plus. 
and now he has a gray beard and you know and and he's i've seen him do the deathmatch stuff and everything and rip bison i've seen before he does like a bruiser brody gimmick but he's smaller and but you know has the boots and then brings a chain and acts like a wild man um you know i thought this could have been interesting you know i i I like a good big man uh you know little man match basically and what we got was quickly just a joke right off the bat you know like i said rip bison is one of many guys that that try to do the Bruiser Brody gimmick, but he's more—he's a parody of it. He's—he's, he's, you know, he, he doesn't—he just comes and it's—you could see he—it's not him. It's just he's just playing Bruiser Brody, and he's smaller, right? And he has chains, he has the boots, he has a beard, but he's just smaller. Um, and I don't mind if the, he has the boots and everything, and you just make it make it your own. And but it's just like a—it just making fun of the gimmick, you know, making fun of Bruiser Brody, basically, in my opinion, maybe see, to, me, to him, he, th- he probably thinks it's a tribute, but to me, it just, it just comes off insulting if you're not going to do it right. And, you know, they start off like trading clotheslines in the middle, but not like one guy hits a rope, it's a clothesline, no one budges, and the guy hits a rope, boom, Clyde in the, Clyde in the middle and, and no one budges. No, they were like, Doing clotheslines like Ishii and Minoru Suzuki would trade those forms in the, in the middle of the the ring, and it just looks so fake and so silly. Uh, then they went to the outside and did the same thing, and you know, Rick Rip took over by slamming Tank's head into the steel steel beam that's close to the ring there, and but soon it like just meant nothing, and Tank was like. He's fine. Back on the offense, no big deal. He just got his head rammed to a pole, but no big deal. He's fine, and he just keeps keeps fighting through. Like he's he's, he's normal. Like it didn't even register it and sell it. It was just ridiculous. Um, they fought on the floor well past the ten count, uh, well past the twenty count, well past the hundred count. Uh, they they buried the poor referee in there, and Tank won. And ugh, man, right off the bat, I'm just like ugh. <sighs> not, not, uh, not feeling this card so far. But you know, I, I still want to remain positive, and I look for. And there's a lot of good talent on this card, and I, and I'm just hoping that it just improves. Match number two was a modern age grappling rules match. Um, I covered uh, Terminus modern age grappling event um, of about what three three shows ago now, maybe two shows ago now, and the ever advertising. The next event being June 30th, I looked on Fight TV. I didn't see any card posted on there for June 30th. And then I noticed that, you know, they're promoting here on Southeast First. The main event is Jonathan Gresham versus Jared Newman in a modern age grappling. So I wonder, you know, because the last show they did uh, just didn't draw anyone. It was maybe about 20 people there. Um you know, these guys had a good. It was a good show, a good good performance by the by the workers on the card, but it just didn't draw anyone. So maybe this was just like a you know, obviously a uh, agreement to kind of have some modern age grappling matches, and and I think it's a good. This is a good move, Elise. And then till 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 Gresham can really figure out how he he wants to present Terminus and. 
you know, the first show did well. There was some interest. There was some buzz. Second show was, and I covered that one too. And there's some good stuff and, you know, a lot of wackiness. The referee messing the finish and Gresham. I didn't like how he handled that situation. And, uh, you know, ever since then, it's kind of, and the next show, the third show was, like I said, like maybe 20 people, maybe, maybe, okay, maybe 25. I don't know. It just, so they brought Martin grappling rules matches to this event so there's two of them then the match number two featured a modern age grappling rules match it was adam priest versus david stage adam priest i've uh seen a lot now and i really like his work um short fire hydrant guy built like the dynamite kid chris benoit that type of build um, his gimmick is any style. He can do any style. He can work any style, compete with anyone. And I, that's a great gimmick. I like that. I like that. I like this guy a lot. This guy should be, I should see this guy. I see him on IWTV, like in the area that kind of like where he, he lives. Like, yeah, I think he's from Alabama, but in the Southern, Southern Indies, but honestly, like he should be, you know, there's people flying out people over here on the West coast and they're not that good. And you got a guy like Adam Priest, who's, Really good. Defy should we bring this guy in? And in Seattle, let this guy come in and and, and show what he could do. He should be he should be out there uh, more, I think. But he's getting he's getting a little buzz, but the buzz I think I feel it should be bigger. And it's unfortunate that a lot of these these promoters are just just booking these lesser talents because there's a gift that looked cool. They did some moonsault twisting thing and now they're getting booked, but they can't lock up. They can't throw an arm drag. They can't do anything. And and a guy like Adam Priest is, you know, not getting those opportunities. He should. He should. And if a promoter books him, I think they're really gonna I mean I never I never met him, never worked with him, but you know I see the effort he gives in that ring when I watch him and it's he 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 goes full on, and then this match here versus David Dave Stage. Dave Stage was a big jacked up guy. Um, they said on the on the uh, on the tail of tape that he debuted in twenty twenty one, and he definitely was very raw, very green, uh, well built though. Like had a great look. So he just needs some seasoning and work with some good talent like Adam Priest here. Um, the match was a little rough, you know, because you know you got the inexperience of David Stage, but but. You know, it was, it was fine. It was, it was fine for his experience level, and it was uh, a decisive win by Adam Priest. There's a point when they went to the floor and fought a little bit, which I didn't like. I mean, this is modern age grappling. Let's keep it in the ring. And maybe this is the first time this audience is seeing a modern age grappling match. Like it should be never. It should never leave the ring. It should be. It should be all inside the ring and you know because you're establishing the style to this audience right and and you know adam priest is a heel here in south southeast first and there's a a lady in the front row that just says in her southern accent i just loved it tennessee accent she's like well you finally met your match buddy like i just it was perfect it was just perfect i'm like all right that's good you know not some stupid ass chant just like someone that she's into it she's dialed in I really like that. Um, um, yeah, so this was fine. I uh, like I said, I wasn't expecting much from you know because of, of Dave Stage's experience, but they got through and it was a it was a nice decisive win for Adam Adam Priest. Dave Stage, um, I'd like to see him get a new stage name. <laughs> you know, like I just it's just Dave Stage. Like 
okay, you know, maybe that's his real name and he wants to go by that. I don't know, but uh, I would kind of change it up. But hopefully with him, he's young. I hope he gets in there with uh, uh, experienced workers that can guide him and teach him. And I hope he doesn't pick up any any bad habits. So, match number three, the uh, SUP and Action Tag Team Championship match. Violence is forever. The champions, which is Dominic Garini and Kevin Koo versus Exotic Young, which is Bryce Cannon and Zach Mosley. Um, this match was like a typical indie tag team match. Uh, both teams just kept rushing through spots. Nothing was allowed to breathe. Dominic Garini was a nice prospect a few years ago with his grappling background, but now it's gotten a little he- got, it's gotten heavy and and he's working like just any other worker on the indies today. Like you had this grappling background, like I like to see him like focus on that and let you know Kevin Ku- Kevin Koo can be the striker, uh, be different. They, like this, like I said, this match was just literally just just like we see on. Indies like every show we watch, you know. Uh, I mean, literally in the opening spot, Garini's like he's getting whipped in the corner and and double teamed by the heels, and and he's just like just sleepwalking through it. Like, okay, I gotta go here. It's almost like they were like, this is what they were practicing before the show. And I liked Zach Mosley on the Exotic Young Tag Team. Um, he took some good bumps. He has a he has a good look, good, you know, as a wild kind of '80s look. But he took some good bumps. Uh, kind of reminds me of like a Rip Rogers look, if you remember Rip Rogers look in nineteen, you know, '80s and '91 WCW. Um, uh, you know, I I would book this guy as a as a nice mid card job guy, and I think he'd you know make people look. Good and and I thought he did, I thought he did fine. Um, Violence Forever went. They hit a spike pile driver, which looked really good, but that wasn't the finish. And the finish was a uh, a brain buster. And then Kevin Koo, before Garini dropped down for the brain buster, Kevin Koo would hit a, a a roundhouse kick to the guy's head, who's gonna t- he's taking the brain buster, and it's like that uh, was it Red Dragon move, and it's like. You know what? The power dr- spike power drive looked better. You guys, I would stick with that. And I hate these stupid moves where like like that, like the brain bust and the guy kicks. It just doesn't look good. It never does. Um, or just you have a guy in a backbreaker and a guy comes sliding with a drop kick. It just never looks good. I just it's like you want to do a backbreaker and just jump up for an elbow drop or or jump up for a knee drop or or a forearm across the the upper chest possibly the throat if you're a heel team you know and the referee can admonish you for for uh trying to get the guy's throat it's just i don't know why people it's like very indie like and it just doesn't look as impressive to me match number 4 was Rico Gonzalez defeating Mason Miles Rico Gonzalez has a lot of charisma, good athlete, but very skinny, very skinny guy. Um, Mason Miles look to me looked like a mini Adam Thornstow from the Reno Scum Tag Team. Um, he, you know, both green, and this is a very indie riffy match uh, that was given way too much time, and both men kind of kick out a bunch of big moves. Um, Rico has really good potential. 
I just want to see he needs more experience and more size on him for sure. Now, match number five. This was the match that drove me insane. Six-person tag team match. The last lab, which is Nick Iggy, Hunter Drake, and Kenzie Page defeated Team Grind, which is Perry Von Vinish, Perry, Perry Von Vicious, Travis Huckabee, and Delmi Exo. Man, this hurt my heart. I'm a big Perry Von Vicious guy. Um, Perry Von Vicious was living out here in the Bay Area. He was working uh, for a, uh, I was I want to call him a rival promotion, but there was a rival between APW and Big Time Wrestling where Perry Von Vicious was at. And I was booking APW at the time and just always, always looking for new talent to freshen up the cards. And I see Perry Von Vicious. And he had like this aristocrat kind of gimmick, snob gimmick. Uh, back then he was skinny and and pale and didn't have much of a body. Just a lanky guy with a you know long hair, but he had a YouTube page. I think he still has it. And you can go back and check out his these vignettes he would do. And he just I just loved his dedication to the gimmick, right? Wrestling was was good. It was, but I, I, I'm, you know, I don't believe every wrestler needs to be like this top, top level guy. Like there's, there's certain, you know, wrestlers that fit certain needs you want on the card. And I thought, man, this guy, he's all in on his gimmick. When he's out there, I believe in his, I believe that he believes that in his gimmick, right? And I thought this guy can get some really good heat. And I had a, I have a manager. Uh, Matthew Thiel in APW, great manager. Uh, was always got really good heat and didn't take away from the people he was managing. And I thought these guys would be perfect for each other. So I contacted Perry and, and Perry decided to come in. And you know, I did some. I had my my uh, my uh, graphics guy create these like a. These little vignettes, these little teaser videos that Perry Von Vicious come into APW and played those for about a few months. And then finally he debuts and he wins our Young Lions Cup tournament. And I mean, I, that got so much heat from a lot of people, like the fans for sure. And also the boys, because they're like, how could you use Young Lions Cup to to just do like a build a guy up. I'm like, well, that's what it's for. <laughs> you know, like everyone that I, I won the young lions cup. I had ideas for plans for, I wanted to use and I wanted to feature uh, some, some didn't work out and some did. And Perry on vicious. I really wanted to get him over quickly. I wanted to get him. Uh, I wanted him to win a big, a big event and him and Matthew Theor were, gold man and they end up being a really great 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 twosome and great friends i love that like i brought these two guys together and they were just doing they did a christmas freaking cd like that they gave us like and they're it's just freaking hilarious right um but in a like a good campy 
80s WWF way where they never really made fun of the business. It was just they were just these 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 crazy characters that the fans hated and they wanted to see the Bayface beat them. And and I had big plans for Perry. See, one of my favorite gimmicks in wrestling, and I'd rather talk about Perry on Inish Vicious than this damn match, right? Because this match was was embarrassing. And I had plans for Perry. Because, you know, one of my favorite gimmicks in wrestling is the Honky Tonk Man. I love the Honky Tonk Man. You know, the Elvis impersonator. He was a really good worker. A lot of people were like, oh, he was not that good. But no, he was. He was a great worker, a great draw as the Intercontinental title uh, champion. Uh, you know, he was headlining cards and selling out while Hogan was on the other other side of the on the, on the A squad selling out and, and Honky Tonk Man was selling out because people wanted to see him get beat. So we had of course a secondary championship, you know, it's called the APW Internet Championship. And I just had that vision like okay, you're going to be my Honky Tonk Man. I'm going to give you're going to get the internet title and which was like funny cuz all the workers that's the worker's title, right? But I'm like, no, I, I want it on that guy that that who looks beatable, that fans want to see get him beat, and he's gonna just lie and cheat and steal for a good while. Now I don't know if I was gonna go 18 months with him as champion, but I was gonna go for a, a, a good amount of time and really just get as much heat as possible. I want to, I want the fans to say, God, we want this guy beat. You want to, you want to see him lose, and then. Whoever that babyface wife felt was the perfect guy for that for the, to beat him, you know, I was gonna pull a trigger on. But unfortunately, at that time, and that was 2012, I was just, you know, burnt out on booking at the time. Roland, the promoter of APW at the time, was going through financial uh, issues. Some goofball Mark came in, you know. Sold rolling a, a bill of goods and rolling as it was at a vulnerable state. I don't blame him for this, but he thought this guy would help the company. I knew this guy was a con artist, and Roland really wanted me to work with him and book with him. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna book with this guy, Roland. I'm sorry, you know, I'm not gonna create a dish and have my recipe that I and I know it tastes good, but this guy wants to jump in and add some seasoning that's gonna that's going to make it taste bad. And all people are going to think is like my booking, not that this asshole ruined my dish. Right. So I was like, I'm going to bow out. I'm going to just take a break. I've been doing this, you know, since 2008 and you know, it's all step away. I'll let this guy just crash and burn. And if you want me back, I'll be back. If not, I'm okay with it. You know, and <laughs> I end up going a different direction and starting premier wrestling, my friend, Matt Del Rosa and also Daniel Martinez. And we did uh, a very sports based promotion, wins and losses, um, similar to modern uh, age grappling though. We didn't have rounds though. I did do a, an event with rounds called the, uh, sur- uh, 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 go- <laughs> I Sorry, I'm tired right now. Excuse me. Uh, brace the grind. The brace for grind. Uh, the brace for grind. Uh, third of it, um, and yeah, that was a that was a fun show. And um, and so you know, I ended up doing that. I ended up going back to ABW after premiere closed down and all that stuff. But but Perry Von Vicious, I 
just love this guy. Always a great guy. I loved working with him too. Easy guy to work with, no attitude. Uh, and you know, just, I enjoy the guys. I enjoy, I enjoy his work. And now I know he's, he's, he's bulked up and now he does like a powerhouse guy gimmick or something like that. And I was excited when I saw his name on this card, I'm like, all right, I can see Perry, you know, but this match just was, was just, it just made fun of wrestling. It was a big joke from the beginning to the end. Um, the last, last team of Nick Iggy and Hunter Drake, Hunter Drake weighs about as much as, uh, I don't know, a spaghetti noodle in my pantry. Like he's so tiny and it's just, he's just, he's just playing. This is like, they're just playing wrestler in their, in their, in their family room. Right? Like that's what it was. And I like, like I said, I like Perry Von Vicious. I like Travis Huckabee as well. Um, and I just wish they would. I honestly, I wish team grind was just Perry Von Vicious and Travis Huckabee. I wish instead of exotic youth going to attack for the tag team titles, I wish those two would have faced uh, violence is forever for the tag team titles and got rid of this match. And it would have definitely helped the card out. So yeah, not happy camper. And I was like, I almost like, do I really want to continue even review? Cause look at this. Okay. In the main event is a modern age grappling match. Jonathan Gresham, who is the Ring of Honor World Champion, um, who is featured was featured on you know TNT television defending the title against Dalton Castle on an AEW event, and he's trying to sell grappling sports competition. This is legit, right? And to me, it's just like you. It's hard to take that serious when I see this. Like, this just insults what they're doing. And I know there's different flavors for everyone. But this flavor just tastes bad. And I was not into it at all. Now, I saw coming up next was Alec Price. Match number six. I'm okay. I'm going to continue on. Because I just want to see. I want to. I want. If anyone can save the day, it's Alec Price for me at this point. Um. This is for the SUP Bone Storm Championship. I don't know what a Bone Storm is. I don't know if it's a cruiserweight. I don't understand what it means. I don't know if it's a former wrestler. I have no idea what what that meant. Maybe it's a tribute to someone. I don't know. Um, It was Alec Price versus Billy Tipton. And I just keep thinking of our friends, uh, the Tiptons, (laughs) who live in Georgia. And I wonder if they're related to... uh, 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 (laughs) <laughs> our friends but i don't think so i would like i i'm definitely would have heard about uh someone's a wrestler a worker in that family but i did not so um this was a good match and after watching the previous match this was freaking randy savage rick steamboat from wrestlemania 3 as far as i'm concerned um out price came out and the fans threw toilet paper at him which was a fun visual uh price goes all out bell to bell that's you know but I really wish like he could have slowed down a little bit, grabbed the hold, let the bay face fight from underneath, you know, within a hold, just and get people like more invested and let him kind of start rumbling. Come on, come on, Billy Tipton there. You know, he's very this guy was a popular local bay face and Alec Price is the the northerner uh invader, right? This 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 Massachusetts punk. 
Uh, and he's so great at that. I love it. Um, I'm not a big fan of when he's the baby face. I just like it when he's a heel because he just like has a slappable face. And he's good and he's a great athlete. And like, you're like, damn, I hate that guy. He's such a such an ass. But damn, he's also good too as well. Uh, Alec Price hit a fan at ringside. An old man. I think that's Papa Hales. I think I've seen him before. And this was just really stupid. And I got pissed at this because he forearms this old man and... It's just unnecessary and BS, and and it was you know obviously they're working together. The fans in on it. I think I've seen Papa Hills get hit before. I think it was MJF that did it or something, or or, or he hit MJF or something. I don't know. It was fucking stupid as well. Um, and you know, so Alex Price hits this guy, this old man, and barely barely sells it. They're acting like, oh my god, this is horrible. But if it's so horrible, he would have been, the match would have been stopped, and the promoter would have just, you know, stopped the match and told him to get out. You know, told Alec Price to get out. Right. He would have checked on, checked on the uh, the fan that got hit, and or maybe the fucking fan would have been knocked out or at least really hurt, but not sitting down for the rest of his card after this match is over. So it just made Alec Price look like a goof, and not, that's not what what we need here, right? Um, but you know this match was well, like I said it was good. Um, not the best I've seen them from Alec Price, but I thought it could have been a better, like I said, a better story, a better pace. Um, and Alec Price won and retained the championship that was just a plate that's on a necklace. I don't know. Don't don't. I, I didn't really understand the significance of it, but um, it didn't. See, I guess it was. He was being disrespectful to the title. I don't know. Maybe broke it like Mr. Perfect did to Hulk Hogan on Saturday's main event. We smacked the title with a hammer. And that, that was I couldn't believe that. I was so enraged as a kid. Like, how can you do that to the championship? Right? So maybe he's trying to do something here. Match number seven was a Discovery Gauntlet match. And um I reached out to my good friend, Thomas Santel, promised Thomas. Because the, the play-by-play guys, either I didn't hear them well or they just assume that whoever's watching already knows what the Discovery Gauntlet is. And apparently Discovery Gauntlet is uh, it's, it features new wrestlers and they got to keep winning. As they keep winning, they remain in the Discovery Gauntlet. And, and I found out that... Uh, uh, that Thomas Intel was the longest had the longest run in the Discovery Gauntlet with seven wins. So, pretty cool. Um, this match was Noah Hosman. He has been on this gauntlet, and I think he's had two wins already. He defeated Chance Riser. Noah Hosman came out with amateur wrestling headgear like Rex Steiner. Um, he had wild curly hair and a, and a beard. And he, he looked to be good size. Um, I really like this guy. Um, he was green, but you can see a ton of potential there. Um, Riser didn't look like much coming through the curtain. He was, he, but he's a good bumping heel, and I enjoyed his work overall. Adding some size and a tan would help this guy. Um, I loved his checkered singlet. I just thought it was purple check, checkered. It just looked obnoxious, and I loved it. Um, there's a moment where they're outside. You know, a lot of matches were on the outside in this show. And Hosman, you know, gets, goes back in chasing after uh, Chance Riser. Chance Riser goes, and as Ho- and as Hosman's putting his head 
through the middle and bottom rope to get back in the ring. Chance Riser just jumps to the second rope, comes down with a stomp. Eh, it's flashy, but it made Hosman look like a goof because he has to stop and wait while, while Riser just pops to the second rope to come down with the with the boot. Just go over there and kick the guy as he's coming to the ropes. That's more vicious look. That's more vicious. And if you and if you you do it right, man, it, that could get some good heat. Good heat right there. But doing a little spring to the second and coming down. You're going for flash, but it just you're just making Hoffman look like a goof because like I said, he has to wait there for you to do it. Um Hoffman, like I said, I really I really like this guy. A lot of potential. I'd like to see him work with some veterans and get better. Add some size. Like he is he's like a good frame, but like still kind of he got some just muscle, more muscle. And um, you know, shoot, if you're gonna go to Rick Steiner look, like I'm not saying do what Rick Steiner did to get that size, but you know, you could just uh tighten up and and uh you know, I I think it's gonna be he'll he'll benefit. Any kind of promo after the after the match is a little you know, yelling and screaming promo, but I liked it. You know, I like I like what he was uh, he was doing. So I really want to see more of him, and and uh, let's see him versus Adam Priest. That'd be a fun match for him. Yeah, I think for him. Uh, match number eight was Shug D battled Damian Tangra to a no contest. Um, this actually was a pretty good brawl for both men. I thought both men did a great job. Looked like they hate each other and wanted to get each other at each other's throat. And like there's a real rivalry here. Um, this match was a no rules. They brawled. I think that brawl, it, like the match, the opening match, brawled way too long on the floor and it buried the referee. Uh, my style, like I said, I enjoy, I enjoy this brawl a lot. Uh, Shug D had Tangra in the corner and was just, you know, kicking and stomping and punching. And the tiny female referee was trying to pull Suge D off. Now, now, listen, guys. When a person is doing, I'll talk about this too as well on the in the main event too as well. When the referee is doing a count, giving you a five count, like break at four as a heel. Like actually, early on, break at two, then break at three. Break at four as the match starts heat, you know, getting heat more and more into the heat there. Like continue to just stretch that count and take advantage of that count. But when the referee has to stop and pull you off, it just looks like bullshit because the referee should be disqualifying you, right? And so so Shug D just gets upset and tosses this referee. She goes flying. You know, big reaction because it's just a little teeny thing. She's 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 actually but bigger than uh like a Hunter Drake though, she looked like she could take him, no problem. Um, she had him about, she had him about, about you know, <laughs> she had him on about fifty pounds on him, or maybe less, I don't know. But Hunter Drake, man, that guy—if he turned around, you wouldn't see him, you know, like you know, he's so skinny. Um, anyway, she goes down, and all of a sudden, here comes the officials, here comes referees, here comes the boys in the back. They all start separating him. It's supposed to be like this. But the way, so when Shug D throws the referee down, he looks like he looks at her all shocked. But then also Tangra's looking at her all shocked, like that wasn't supposed to happen. Almost like what we were doing now before was all BS, but that was real, and that we just you did it, that was over the line, and I can't believe. Like, just, I don't know, it just wasn't kind of ruined it for me what they were trying to sell with the, the aggression that they had in this match. And I think you know what, 
instead of having this whole match and like going crazy, like just have them brawl in the beginning. Referee falls them out, tries to get them off. Go back in the ring for a little bit, more brawling. Goes back out of the ring for more brawling. Goes back in the ring for more brawling. Referee tries to pull off the heel. Instead of like, you know, when he shoves her down, don't be shocked. But what you did, just you're in blind rage, you pushed her off. And and then you have everyone come in and just try to break it up. Like make it like make it like just a, a no contest match quick quickly. Like get to it. Like instead of like going all over here and there and doing all this stuff, just get to it and then build to uh Whatever you're gonna do next, which I thought they previewed and said a last man, or I think I saw on Twitter, a last man standing match, which I felt like I felt like this is not a good match to really build to a last man. Like why would you you wouldn't do this finish for last man standing? Like you do like a double knockout for last man standing or something like that. That could have been led led to a last man standing or you know, this match probably needed a no, a definitely a no rules match. Um, but yeah, they could have just a, a basic no rules match. Didn't have to be, um, didn't have to be weapons or all that BS. Like just no rules. Uh, the referee's just there to count the pinfall or or call for the submission, and then it could be a double knockout in that match. And then you come back with the last man standing rule, which is. You know, there's, there's pinfalls, but you have to get up at the 10 count. If you don't and your opponent does before you, then the opponent wins. Um, you know, the old Texas death match deal. They could do that. But just going from this to a last man standing match, is just that's just that's just someone that doesn't understand booking these game matches, in my opinion. Uh, so, but that was that. Uh, yeah, that's just, like I said, this match overall, though, did exceed my expectations because I've seen Shook do before. Eh. I don't know. I just I've never seen anything from him yet that really impressed me, but this did. So, and I like that. I like when people just surprise me. And uh, you know, and Tangra is a big guy. Um, does a lot of grappling. I seen him in Wrestle Open. Um, good look. Not much charisma there, but there's just something there that could be continue to work on it and key figure out who he is and how he wants to present himself. Um, now we're into the main event. And my the the best match on the show by far, uh, match number nine, modern age grappling rules match. This match was six five minute rounds, um, and I, I really enjoyed this match. Gresham, um, is really good as we all know. Technically, he he does some really cool stuff. Though in the opening round, Gresham was doing some. Holds and counter holds and some slick, you know, counters and stuff like that. But it's like so, it just looks too, uh, it just looks too, well, fake, I want to say. Like they're both guys are working together to obviously, it just looks like because Newman's just standing there watching him kind of circle him and stuff. Like he wouldn't do anything to block it. There's no, there was no struggle with it with the, the opening round of the grappling. But, you know, no Ring of Honor titles online. This is just just a, a young guy and Jaden Newman. You know, getting the in the biggest match of his career versus an established veteran who was a, a a champion of a, a, a of the Ring of Honor company. 
So he has a lot to prove. And Gresham comes in and he just starts slowly, you know, healing. And he's the first round, he's overconfident. He's just he this is gonna be this is a warm-up for him. He's in this 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 promotion with the local baby face and you know, it's a treat for them to see him, these fans, right? And he, that's that's how he's coming off. He just he just he's just, he's showing off. He's showing off here. But then Jared Newman starts showing what he could do, and he's he's a good talent. I, I'm happy to hear that he's going to WXW, doing a little tour there, do some training out there with uh, Robert Schreiska, hell of a trainer out there. This that's going to do him wonders as a worker and I, and I, and this kid's good. I like his, I like his stuff a lot. Um, and then the second round, that's when Jared Newman starts, starts picking up and, and, uh, and Gresham's getting frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. And, and the part I just did not like in this match is that Gresham got so frustrated. He just beat up a second, like beat him up to where he slammed into a wall and all that a little over the top, a little over the top. Like he could be like, Take your frustrations out on your second, maybe like play that up a little bit, but not to where you're like taking a guy and throwing him into the wall. Like that's just that's just stupid. That's just way way over the top, and it wasn't necessary. And this match as well, when uh, Gresham was in a corner giving boots to a guy or, or in forearms, can't do punches because if you do one punch, it's a warning. You do a second punch, it's a disqualification. Um, when he was doing that, the boots and the the strikes, the the forearms in the corner, the referees putting the count, you know, getting their put on a five count. He wouldn't, he wouldn't stop at four, and the referee had to pull him back again. It just you bury the referee because you know it, this was any other promotion, or at least you know my thing with the referees is like if they mess up you know you 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 disqualify it right because we without rules there's no credibility to the match right like you know and then and this is the modern grappling is about about competition it's about the rules and following those rules and and um you know so you got to respect the referee because it doesn't work if you don't but but other than those two things attack of the second and you know gresham not Breaking that a four count and letting having them make it making making the referee break the count. Other than that, this was really good. Um, really good of the uh established veteran quote unquote star versus the local bay face, and the crowd was into it, eating everything up, cheering. It was it was it was really good wrestling storytelling here. Um, by each round. Fans were just feeling it. They wanted Jared Newman to get the win, and he would get close. And some really good false finishes, and and they were feeling this kid is going to get this big win of his career. And this is well done. Uh, Gresham did a great job in WXW when he did tour, on tour there. They did a couple tours so far. Just recently in in twenty twenty two. This was during the uh, uh, the sixteen karat gold tournament. He wrestled a young Hungarian wrestler, Peter, Peter Tehani. And he did the same thing with that match, right? He 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 got those fans believing that Peter Tahani was going to get the biggest win of his career by eliminating Jonathan Gresham from this tournament. It was well done by him. 
same thing here with uh, J- Jaden Newman. And and the fans are just on their feet for some near falls. I was loving this. It made me feel good. It made me feel so good after watching that six-person tag that just insulted me as a wrestling fan uh, and just just really put a dark <laughs> a dark mark on pro wrestling where and this this match reminded me the beauty of pro wrestling the storytelling the roller coaster ride get people to suspend their disbelief you know and just be totally dialed in and hanging on every hold and counter hold and wanting their their local hero to win and so i thought that was great and it went all six rounds i thought they were going broadway at first i was like wow that'd be a great thing to go broadway but i liked it that you know gresham was able to lock him up and get the pin and and as after the match is over you know gresham won but in those fans eyes newman was still a winner to them and for the heart and get so close and they and i bet you that match will draw better the second time around. That's how good that match was. And again, that made me so happy to see. And I want to thank those guys for putting on that performance because that just made me made me just feel good about wrestling again. And and yeah, so I loved it. I loved it. I highly, highly recommend this match for uh for you wrestling fans out there. This is definitely one to seek out and watch. And I would love to hear your opinion on it. Love to hear your thoughts. Give me a, give me a, uh, hit me up on Twitter at LaRockaJL and let me know your thoughts. Um, was I too hard on that match, that six person match? Was I just being just that bitter old wrestling guy? I don't think so. Um, but well, let me know your thoughts. Convince me why it was a good match. Let me know what you think why it was a good match. Uh, I get, but let me know what this made about this main event. I really want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, like I said, I loved it, and I hope I hope you do too when you watch it. Thanks again for joining me here on the Take It Home Podcast on the Fight Media Fight Game Media Network. Again, subscribe to our Patreon, Fight Game Media Plus, five dollars. We really greatly appreciate your support. Thank you, everyone. Have a good time. Have a good weekend, and be safe. Take care.